Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Brianna Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. This week we have part three of our discussion with Rob Fay, the general manager from the Holiday Inn Express Hotel in Newcastle, Australia, and we're going to look and talk about Rob's views on the perhaps permanent changes that may occur in the hospitality industry as businesses begin to look to recovery after the coronavirus pandemic of 2020. So in terms of what the changes that you've had to make because of the restrictions, is there yeah. anything that you will continue to do that you've learned or that you've done that you wouldn't have thought about that you will continue to do when everything's back to what will be normal, the new normal? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, it has forced a lot of businesses to reassess the the normal, or you know, or reassess the ways of working, and and everyone's looking for efficiencies. You know, we've been forced into that. I guess to answer your question, there will be things around food and beverage that I I don't think we'd go back to our pre-COVID days. And I think because the guest expectations have changed as well. Yep. So, you know, we as an example, so for for dinner we used to offer the full menu of you know the burgers, pizzas, schnitzels, etc. So now it's very much outsourced, you know, delivery and all that sort of stuff. Look, that that may change again, but I think in the short term that will remain. And it's almost become a, not so much an expectation, but it's accepted, I guess, from a guest perspective. This is the new world we live in. Delivery is fine. I'll just order my food in rather than go down and grab a meal at the, at, at the restaurant. So I think that will probably remain as is, uh, I really do hope the buffet brekkie will come back in some way, shape, or form in the near future, and won't be back to what it used to be. But you know, it'll be a heavy, heavily regulated or an assisted buffet. But I'm confident we'll we'll see at some point, or hopeful that we'll see at some point something that we used to offer, and because um, that was a that was a huge huge draw card for us, and something we'd love to be able to offer as well. All right. Well, if we look at the broader industry as a whole, what do you think that the the hospitality industry will look like in 10 years time 10 years look i think uh it'll take a while to bounce back to where it was and as a whole i think you know cafes the smaller cafes have, have really um borne the brunt of of the the coronavirus pandemic and going back to them having to reinvent themselves there's an example of there was a, a cafe in town that you know obviously we could only offer takeaways at some point during the early days of the pandemic and and there was a story that um they did that and then actually realized that that was more profitable or more efficient to do that rather than have the doors open so i guess then the question when they when they were able to get people back and, and sit sit in the in the restaurant there was that question well actually do i do i even want to or do i need to so I think there'll be a lot of cafes or a lot of businesses evolving and and not going back to how they were previously. So, you know, in ten years' time, we might we might find they've stayed the same. So, eight you know, eight nine years later, they've stayed doing takeaways or mm. or not going back to their traditional ways pre COVID. I think there'll be a lot of automation. So, I'm just in our industry, particularly in hotels, there's a lot of robots, you know, being thrown around and and for cleaning or delivering room service or or even the check-in process, right? There's a lot of automation, I think, that's being looked at and and it was being looked at prior to the pandemic, but it might have been, I guess, accelerated, forced to accelerate the thinking around that. So that may be something that'll change in the next 10 years. There's a bit more automation and less uh, less interaction with, with people. Do you see the, in, in terms of the hotels, do you see a move towards more standardised room sizes or hotels 
sizes as a whole? Not necessarily. I think there's always the need. It depends. You know, I mean, there's hotels in Japan are really small pods at hotels or almost, you know, at the airport hotels, it's like a just a place to sleep. So I guess there's there's a need for that in certain markets, but I think there's also a need for, for full-service hotels. I think really it's really heavily dependent on the market. But, I mean, I know there's hotels that are going up that have got no food and beverage whatsoever. So it's just very much a room. You've got everything you need, and then, and you know, there's restaurants down the road. So I guess there's that way of thinking then, why do I need to build a restaurant into my hotel or a food and beverage outlet? We can just build it specifically for a certain purpose, and then everything else can be outsourced and, and bought in. It's interesting. I think it'll be a mix. The basis for the question is that I do, or used to, <laughs> do a fair bit of travelling for yeah. my, my flower stuff that I do because I, I probably not ever actually explained that to you, but I, I do nah. what's called floral art, which is um, art oh. with flowers. Oh, wow. It's around the world, basically. But it, wow. what I find when I travel in regional Australia is that often the accommodation is taken up by transient workers. And I just wondered whether there was a move towards having places that were geared to that rather than the business traveller or the holiday maker or you know, the the airport stay, whatever else it is. Yeah, and that's a that's a fair argument. I guess, though, what we've got to be careful of, of is not um, – we need to be quite diverse as well. So if we if we rely too heavily on one segmentation, then, you know, there is that risk of becoming, becoming unstuck if something were to happen. So as an example, so, you know, with this pandemic, if you were a, a very much a corporate hotel and nothing else, yeah. And all of a sudden, your main, you know, form of custom or income, it's disappeared. So I think it's really important to maintain that diversity and, and have a few fingers in different pies to ensure you're, you're well covered. Yeah, again, it, it depends on your <clears throat> target market and your location. It can yeah. be from what you what you said, Kim, and that is for the, the workers. And I've experienced that a lot when I go visit family up in far north Queensland. Their motels are geared for the local trades mainly, uh, working mm. within the area. And it goes, then you can go all the way to a resort where you're going there to stay and play if you like. If you like. And there's a whole lot in between. Business, just a, a bed to sleep, clean, you want a big room, you want to study in it. So, yeah, you've got to cater for whatever your um, market is. That's right. I have one more management question before we go on to the last one that we, we gave you. Yep. It's a question that occurred to me in the last few weeks. We've been talking about success sharing and about dealing with praise as much as you deal with criticism. Yeah. Yep. And, and we've talked a little bit about how, how well your staff do that. But mm -hmm. I'm interested in how you are comfortable managing when you're not there all of the time. Obviously, looking after it's something that provides a 24-7 service and you sure. can't be there all the time. Yeah. Uh, I know from my own experience that with, uh, you know, I worked to management hours, but the, the service was a, a much wider hourly range. And so I, I mixed and matched my hours so that I could see what people were doing at different times. But yeah. It, yeah. That's easy to say when it's not 24-7. Yeah. So how do you convince yourself that it's all okay, that it's running okay? <laughs> 
Yeah, look, I get it depends on, and again, coming back to the people, I'm very fortunate with the leadership team that I have in place that, you know, I can leave the hotel with full confidence that if anything were to happen, then it'll be handled well. And of course, I'm, a, I'm only a phone call away as well. And our team have got quite an open, um, you know, communication channel that if there was anything they were unsure on, they could, of course, call myself or Amy, the assistant hotel manager at, at any time. And it's happened three or four in the morning. That's fine. What we do or what I do is encourage them though to always back themselves, make a decision based on their gut and what they feel is the right one. But I've always also encourage if they're unsure to always give me a call. But I'm all I'm all for trying to empower people to to back their own judgment because more often than not it's it's the right call. So yeah, it really comes down to having that trust in the people, you know, in my my duty managers and and people that are running the hotel. And again, very fortunate that they're they're competent and confident in doing so. All right. Well, we've come to the last question. Yeah. And so that's the one where we want you to think about if we were having this conversation in 12 months' time, what would you like to have looked back on and say that you were really pleased that you had achieved? Yeah, look, uh, there's probably a few things, I suppose, would be measured. You could look at, you know, the people side, the financial side and the, the guest experience side. So if we break that down... I'd love in 12 months' time to still be here with, the, you know, the same core team. Everyone's still happy and engaged because, you know, it's been a, been a tough six months for, for everyone. Yeah. So I think in 12 months, if we can consolidate out all the hard work that we've done over the past six months and getting or three months, getting the hotel reopened and really capitalising on all that hard work and, and enjoying those results in 12 months' time, that'll make me very happy camper. There's been talk around, you know, the market not getting back to pre-COVID numbers and, you know, two to three, I've even heard five years in, in the hospitality sector or the accommodation sector. So in 12 months' time, I'd like to think that, that we'd be well on the way to be doing that. And I think, um, and even recent results for us, it's been, it's been quite good, quite positive. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see that momentum continue with all the hard work that we're doing and, and be able to reflect in 12 months on, on a really positive story there. And just maintaining guest experience. So pre-COVID, we enjoyed some outstanding, you know, scores. We get measured, as I said before, and, you know, we were sitting at 90 plus for year to date or since we opened. And, and like you, you said, Kim, a lot of, uh, it's become more challenging to be able to provide that level of, of guest experience in this post-COVID climate, for want of a better term. So I think in 12 months, if we can maintain some really positive guest experience scores, then I'd be extremely happy with doing that in a really challenging environment. So I guess it, there's a few different areas I would, I would gauge success. Now, those three would, for me, would be, I'd be pretty happy if we're sitting here in 12 months chatting around those. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that we haven't covered that you did want to talk to us about today? No, I think we've, I think we've covered everything. The question you always get asked in interviews, like, have you got anything to ask us? And you go, yeah. no. <laughs> no. And then I'll um, I'll shut the laptop and then I'll think of a few, but that's all right. But no, nothing, nothing, nothing comes to mind at the moment. Well, Rob, thank you so much for this time. I know it's a big chunk out of the day for you, but we really do appreciate You're it. Welcome. Yeah, Rob, thank you so much for your time and for your You're insights. Welcome. And I very much look forward to coming up and spending at least one night up in, at your hotel. Absolutely. There you have it. Our final discussion with Rob Fay, General Manager of the Holiday Inn Express Hotel in Newcastle, Australia. If you haven't heard the other two parts of this discussion, I recommend that you do so. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec.